Imagine your morning Zoom call at work sponsored by Budweiser. Yeah, you know how like when you get to that 40-minute point on a Zoom call, the meeting just ends, and then you all rush to get the new link to continue the Zoom call because, let's face it, who wants to pay $14.99 a month for that? Well, pretty soon you're going to have a brand new option, Zoom with ads. That's right. You're going to see ads maybe at the end of your video call, in the middle, or probably at the bottom of the screen all the time. I mean, it was inevitable, really. I mean, Adify, everything. They have to pay the bill somehow. Which reminds me, what do you call Mondays without any Zoom meetings? Meatless Mondays. Yes, and that's why it's called Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital. I'm Kim Commando, and joining us this week, there's Allie Seligman, our amazing content ween. Hello there, Allie. Hello. And Ben Bradley's on board with us. Oh, he's back in his office. Hello there, Ben. Hey, Kim. And then there's Matthew. He is our internet scout. What's going on, Matt? Hi, Kim. How are you? We're doing great because this is Tech Refresh. And just a quick reminder that we want you to rate, review, subscribe, and follow the podcast. And hey, it's brought to you by thecurrentnewsletter.com. It's tech news and tips you can use right now. No ads. It's absolutely free. You can see a sample and you can sign up right now at thecurrentnewsletter.com. You have to have the T-H-E in the beginning of that URL. It's thecurrentnewsletter.com. Just try it. You're going to love it. Do it now while you're thinking about it. And let's get started with the news. And Allie, you're up first. I have an old trick that is back with a new twist on it. Scammers are taking out search ads for popular cryptocurrency wallets. Now, let's pause here if you're thinking, I don't have anything to do with crypto because I don't want to get scammed. This will impact you too because it's not just going to be limited to crypto. Now, here's how it works. Someone takes out an ad on a popular search term. In this case, cryptocurrency wallets. A wallet is basically just where you store your digital money. So you click the ad to go to the website, and it's a clone of the real website, of course. And so you enter in your password, all your information, and it clears out all your money. Uh, analysts oh, no. Yeah, it's awful. It really is. With just a few clicks, everything's gone, and people store a ton of money in these things. So analysts at Checkpoint Research, they found more than $500,000 in cryptocurrency stolen in just a few days. So these ads are really working. In this case, they were for the Phantom wallet, which is the one I use, MetaMask, another popular wallet, and PancakeSquap, which is a trading platform. So like I said, the phony sites, they were copies of the real ones. So you end up there, you think everything's legit. And then, yeah, you're screwed. Checkpoint found 11 compromised wallet accounts, each containing between about $1,000 and $10,000. Then they cross-referenced with people over on Reddit saying, hey, what happened? All my money's gone. And they found half a million bucks stolen. Now, if you're new to crypto, first, my recommendation is get Kim's ebook. It's called Cryptocurrency yes. 101. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon. And it'll get you up on all the basics so you know what you're doing. After that... Once you get into this world and you try the different apps, you try the different wallets, you want to see what's out there, how do you know what is real and what's not when you do a search online? Well, number one, never click the ad. If you're searching for something new, if you're trying to find the URL for a website, go to the organic results. Those are going to be underneath the ads. The ads are labeled as ads. Just don't click those in general because they might be dangerous. My favorite trick is to go to Twitter. I find the Twitter account for whatever company I'm looking for. I make sure it's real, you know, check the follower count. They usually have tens of thousands. Um, look at the comments, look at the interaction. And then the link is right there in the profile. That to me is a little safer than just doing a random Google search for it. Now, you know what, Ellie, that's smart. That is a great <laughs> idea. 
Yeah, it's been really helpful, especially because most of these crypto sites, they don't end in .com. They end in .io or .app or .market or .whatever. And so it's hard to know if you're actually going to the right place. Now, I said before, this isn't just limited to crypto, and it's not, because this is not a new scam, but it is one. Checkpoint says, and I think rightly so, that this is going to get even more popular because it really, really works. Um, and it's more effective than a phishing email, right? We all know to watch out for those, but we might not be watching out so much when we do a Google search. So be careful what you search for. Don't click the ads. And if you know the URL, just go to it directly. You know, and Allie, that's great advice, especially now because it's the holiday season and all the scammers going to be out in full force. But, you know, you're really into crypto. I mean, did you hear about the new cryptocurrency called Decibel? Have you heard about that? No. You just, it's a sound investment. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. That was awful. All right, Ben, what's going on in your news world? You know, this one, even with everything that Facebook, excuse me, Meta, is going through, it caught me by surprise when they you know, just out of the blue announced they're going to be shutting down their their entire facial recognition system. I mean, it's a pretty big deal that their facial rec algorithms have been used for a few years. They tag people in photos and videos. So you might see suggestions to tag specific people when you're uploading. Soon you won't. Uh, there were also those automatic notifications when you appear in something that someone else has posted. Those will be gone too. And there was a template for everyone who opted in. They have face prints on more than a billion people, which is I think one third of like active users. You know what? That is huge. And for them to shut that down, it's like, hmm, why are they doing this, Ben? Yeah. Well, I love this part. Facebook says the decision was made because of, quote, growing societal concerns. (laughs) You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. Sure. Yeah, seriously, growing yeah. concerns. Uh, you know, you just we are concerned. These, yeah, how yes. long have these concerns been going on? How many lawsuits over the past few years? But here's the kicker, though: a spokesperson for Meta uh, told Recode that the company hasn't exactly ruled out using facial recognition or other biometrics for their big metaverse plans. Hmm. Yeah. It's Facebook. I mean, they speak out of both sides of their mouth constantly, yeah. right? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, well, they believe this kind of tech has the potential to enable positive use cases in the future. So, I mean, to me, it kind of sounds more like a pivot. And, I mean, you have to wonder if court hearings for future lawsuits will be conducted inside the metaverse. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh. Put a suit on your little avatar. You know what? Yeah. Right there. That's right. We're going to court. We have to look good. (laughs) All right, Ben, that was really great. Thanks for bringing that up. All right. So it took decades for air carriers to figure out like what most electronic engineers already knew. Current cell phone technology has absolutely no dangerous effects on an airplane's electronics. But yet, whenever we get on a plane, what do they say? Everybody needs to put their phone into airplane mode. Okay. Nobody does it. Or if they do, it's like, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, as soon as the flight attendant just moves, we're going to go ahead and put our phone back in. And so the airlines have kind of stopped telling passengers to do this. But things are changing. With the rollout of 5G phones, the FAA is about to issue both an airworthiness directive and a special airworthiness information bulletin. Okay. Let me just say, those are really, really big things. And they're warning pilots about very real safety issues of 5G interference with all these onboard aircraft instruments. So neither 3G nor 4G phones share any of the frequencies used by like the airplane's radar or other systems, but 5G well. And so these are actually serious concerns. So eventually, 
The airlines, what they have to do is install special filters to keep these stray 5G signals out of their system. But that's going to take years. So if you are on a plane and the flight attendant says, please turn your phone into airplane mode and you are on 5G, it actually would be a darn good thing for you to do. Which reminds me, what do you call an airline full of bald people? An airliner full of bald people. Anybody? Anybody? I got nothing. Receding airlines. <laughs> Receding airlines. Okay. All, right. All right. I saw this over at Reddit and I want you guys to listen to the story, because I'm going to ask you, what do you think that this guy should do? Because he's got over 6,000 comments in like just a day. He claims that when he and his wife, they were just boyfriend and girlfriend, he was looking after his girlfriend's cat while she went away for a week to spend time with her family. As he said, it was an all-black cat that was extremely aggressive. It scratched everyone. It hissed at everyone. It didn't even use its litter box. Gross. Okay, so this is a bad cat. Now, his girlfriend said, you know, just give me time. I will make the cat behave and I will make the cat do better. Okay. So she went out of town for the week and he was supposed to go to her apartment and feed it. But instead, he went to the local animal shelter. He found an identical cat who was already litter box trained, loved people, <laughs> a lot friendlier, better behaved than the original cat. So... He adopted the cat. He took it to his, his girlfriend, now wife's apartment, settled in. And then he drove the original cat to an animal shelter two towns over just in case the wife would go looking for the cat. So it's been six years. They got married four years ago. They still have the swapped out cat. <laughs> the cat answers to the original cat's name. What? Okay. His wife knows absolutely nothing. So, should he tell his now wife that when they were dating, he swapped out the cat for a better cat? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, too. I think he he wants to absolve his own guilt. He, she wouldn't get anything out of knowing the cat was swapped. She would just hate his guts or be really sad for her old cat. I think he's got to live with it. That's his punishment. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> That's a long time to live with it. I mean, I've I've been married almost 20 years and I'm thinking like if I, had, you know, cat or dog or anything like that. Oh, I mean, you almost want to get ahead of that because if it ever does come out somehow, you know, cats learn to talk or something. <laughs> you're in trouble. I mean, you should have just said something earlier. <laughs> or do the cat DNA test. <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Is it the same cat? Now, I mean, so it's really interesting that people are going back and forth because there's also a string on Reddit that's tied to this one where the guy actually killed the girlfriend's cat mm. on accident and replaced the cat with another <laughs> one. I mean, it's just like all these weird stories are coming out. But you know, whatever you do, you know, you never want to date African cats. You know why? Because a lot of them are cheetahs <laughs> and the ones who say they aren't are lions. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was really bad. Kim, I don't know if you found you that story on the Reddit. It's called... Am I the a-hole? But not a-hole. It's spelled out. Oh, that's a really great Reddit forum for just seeing people's little problems about like, wait, this person's really mad at me, but I think I was right. It's it's a really interesting like little slice of life society thing. You know, I'll have to check that out some night when I'm drinking and nothing else to <laughs> nothing else there to read go. at that point. 
Hey, listen, you want to stay right where you are because coming up, we have some great tech tips, some insider secrets and tips that will make you sound smarter on those Zoom calls and at dinner parties. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. It's time now where we talk about some really great tech tips. Like, for example, have you ever answered the phone? Okay, right? Think about this, guys. Have you ever answered the phone and you look there and you go, I really shouldn't have answered it, but I did anyway. I'm not talking about robocalls. It's that family member or friend, and they just are like railing on and on and on about something, and they're complaining, they're carrying on, and you just can't figure out how to end the call graciously. I mean, I mean, it certainly happened to me. So, but rather than giving the person like some lame excuse, like, oh, I've got to go beyond the air right now. And then they say, well, Kim, you do your show on Fridays and it's only Tuesday. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you just keep talking as normal. And here's the trick. You flip up on your screen or down as the case may be, and simply put your phone in airplane mode. That's it. You just put your phone in airplane mode. And then the person at the other end of the phone will see call failed rather than call ended. And then best of all, they're bound to think, you know, hey, she just must have lost the connection. You know, that's it. Call failed. So that's a tip that you can use, love, know, and remember. And what about you, Ben? Give us a great tip. Okay. So I've been going through tips lately, like my own cautionary tales. And this couple things I've been doing recently, this will really save headaches later. Uh, cord management. So two scenarios personally experienced for the past three months. Uh, one, I was reviewing a sound bar. And I had to mix and match a few HDMI cables from uh, my existing Yamaha receiver, then put them all back when I was done with the review. Guess who had to trace some of those wires back to their source in the dark, cramped place behind the entertainment center? This guy. It was you. So, yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't and me, then, it would have been a weird story. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, a few days ago, I'm transitioning from my PC laptop to a MacBook, and I had to rework a bunch of what was plugged into my docking station, like the USB stuff, the keyboard, mouse, webcam, and all that. Well, once again, I had to figure out which cable went to what, when all I had to do in the first place was just label them. And it's crazy how inexpensive those kinds of labels are not just the basic like mailing white labels i'm talking like multicolored cord labels that you can write on you know they're great for the home theater stuff like your streaming devices your gaming consoles your speaker wires and they're great for the home office setups when you have a lot of stuff plugged in like me you can get plastic zip ties with printable labels or just simple labels for next to nothing those multicolored ones i was talking about you can get 200 of them on Amazon for like six bucks. Wow. You just have to wow. take the time. Wow. I mean, think about, wow. Think about all the fun you could have like over a weekend. Oh, with those. just do label yeah. making all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> That's right. You're right, Matt. We'd be all having partays and the sit tays with our labels all the time. All right, Allie, what do you got? Well, I got a dog a few months ago and everybody knows the best part of having a dog is all the cute pictures you get to take of your dog. But you have to know how to do it right because I think the problem is people just kind of stand over their pet, they take a picture, and then they just have all these kind of really high shots of their tiny little dog or cat or whatever. And I think we can all do a little better. Now, first, go outside, better light. Um, you can actually see all your dog's features or your cat, but I don't know. Would you take your cat outside? Anyway, um, tire them out a little bit. If you have a young dog or a puppy like I do who gets a little rowdy, if you tire them out first or maybe you try to take a picture when they're sleepy or when they just woke up, 
you might have a better time of it so they're not trying to attack you and, you know, eat your phone. Um, my favorite thing to do with my dog is actually get down on her level or even shoot from beneath. So she has this chair in my office that she made into, you know, her little throne. And I'll go sit on the floor and take a picture kind of looking up at her. And it makes the cutest picture so much better than I'm just standing over her taking a picture. Or if you are going to stand over them, hold your phone parallel to the floor. So it's this really like purposeful above shot that looks really cool and not just, you know, I took out my phone real quick and tried to snap a pic of my dog. Okay, but Allie, that only works if you have a certain size dog. Okay, like, you know. Abby is humongous. And I have to tell you, when I got Abby, I didn't think, I thought she was going to be like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought like a golden retriever would be like 40, 50 pounds. Yeah. No. Oh, no. No. 90 pounds. Jeez. This dog is yeah. 90 pounds. So if, so if I were to do that, I'd probably get just like half of her head. I'm just <laughs> saying. That's true. But I bet those down low shots would be really cute of Abby. If you're kind of have the, the phone positioned under her and kind of get her a little bit up. That'll make a really cute one. And then this is one Ben and I were just talking about. Portrait mode is a little hit or miss for animals and usually it doesn't work great because, you know, it blurs the background. And so for us humans, it's totally fine. But for dogs, it might blur things like their ears or, you know, their paws or whatever. So it doesn't always work. Yeah. And then, of course, action shots are so good. But make sure you're using burst mode. Otherwise, you're just going to end up with like one picture where your dog's tongue is half out and their eyes are crossed. So it's really easy. You don't need to do any special settings in your camera where you push to take the picture. Just hold it down and it'll take pictures the entire time your finger is held down. So, you know, even in just a few seconds, you'll get dozens of pictures and you'll end up with at least one winner probably. And so, Allie, your dog's name is Nova. Is that her name? It is. Yeah. And so, and it's not Nova for like no go, right? <laughs> no, I, I was going for a space theme. I was really into space. I mean, still am. And yeah, I just, uh, she's got a little space collar. She's got a little UFO name tag. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's so cute. cute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, see, cute. now you, now you need to send Nova to like obedience school so that this way she can get her masters. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. All right. We're going to switch gears now. It's time for you choose the fake news because we have fake news, false information, stories made up to create a bit of buzz and good headlines that are everywhere. I mean, and as we scroll through these endless stories on our feeds, wherever you are, you really need to keep an eye out and think about which of these headlines are fake and which ones are actually fact. Okay. So that's why we play this game every week here on Tech Refresh. You choose the fake news. Now this week, it's Matt's turn to kind to play stump the host and all the listeners and matt you have two real headlines and one fake one and let's start with number one okay so we're going to start with the headline of squid game halloween costume sends van sales skyrocketing so squid game has been all the rage over the last few months it shot onto netflix and became one of the most popular shows ever um and with halloween um, it allowed people to dress up as those characters. Now, all the characters in that show wore white vans. And because of them dressing up as these characters, the sale sales of white vans jumped 7,000% just before Halloween. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because you all have, everybody wanted to have those costumes. Now, how does it rank in order again? Did you see Squid Games? Have you watched it? I have. I've watched the whole thing. Okay, so what is it? it? It's circle, triangle, square? I believe that, as, that's right. Circle, triangle, I think that's, square. That's where the power... Now, Allie, you have not watched Squid Games. <laughs> I sure have not. No, no. And and Ben, have you tried it? 
I've uh, I've watched enough of little <laughs> clips to know it's uh, not exactly my thing. Ben has a weak <laughs> stomach too. I'm glad I'm not the oh, only one. <laughs> you know what? It's one of these things. It's like you watch it, and then you're like, okay, I'll watch the next episode, and that's it. And then I'll watch the next episode. I watched the whole thing. I did. I just I admit it, and I thought it was actually okay, aside from everybody really dying. Good. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. All right, so number two. All right, number two, we have perfect right angles discovered by Mars rover on the red planet. So scientists have long thought that right angles are a huge rarity within the uh, geological world uh, due to you know moving tectonic plates and the way that rocks are formed. So right angles are, are incredibly rare on Earth. And so when we sent the Mars rover uh, to the red planet, it was one of those things that they set into it as a tiny little mission to be on the lookout for right angles to see if they could find one. Well, recently, the Mars rover was moving through a canyon on the red planet and ended up finding a perfect right angle within a rock formation. Ooh, that's so, a good one. That is. All so right. Leaves a little bit of thought there. Okay, number three. So for this one, we're going to have to put on our tech hats and try to put on our thinking caps here and try to think this one through. So a one ton tungsten cube was just bought by a crypto cabal for $250,000. So Okay, Ram Street, stop right there. Stop right there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tungsten is what? So tungsten is a form of metal that is 1.7 times denser than lead. Oh, okay. And then a crypto cabal is? A crypto cabal is a group of crypto investors that buy strange things online. Okay, now we're all <laughs> on the same page. Thank you, Matthew. Okay. Thank you. Right. So we got this big tungsten, what'd you say, 2,000 pounds? 2,000, one ton, yeah. 2,000 pound uh, tungsten cube that was created by one of these companies that make these small tungsten cubes and they made the biggest one ever and it was just sold for $250,000 to a group of crypto investors. Well, and to put this into perspective, a Harley Davidson weighs about 900 pounds, right? <laughs> so this is a big chunk of tungsten. Okay. Yes. So enormous. now to read... To review, number one, we have Squid Game Halloween costumes, the white vans that nobody was buying because they were ugly, but now the sales are going through the squid roof. Uh, <laughs> number two is the Mars finding the right angle, which is really fascinating. And number three is this 2,000 pound, one ton of tungsten that was sold to a bunch of crypto guys and gals for $250,000. So, yes. which... Of these headlines is fake. Which one is fake, Allie? I am actually going to stay out of this one because I know the answer. Me and Matt worked on this. So I'm going to let you and Ben have a little showdown. Oh, that's not fair. Okay, Ben, Sorry. what do you think? All right. Well, I just have to do a little process of elimination because two of the three things I really don't know much about. Tungsten and crypto cabals and... You know, we were talking about vans for Squid Games. I thought we were talking about like panel vans or something first because, you know, I, so because I'm just going to say, because I know nothing about those, that those are real and that I do follow a little bit of NASA news. And well, I hadn't heard about the right angle stuff, not to say that didn't happen. I just, I'm going to go with 
that one being the fake. And I'm going to go with you as well. I'm going to go with number two, no right angles on Mars, just a bunch of Martians. So which one is the right one? Well, dang it. I didn't stump you guys this week. Oh, Aww. that Aww. one's the fake. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Those are our high-tech sound effects because that's all we can afford. Do you know why? <laughs> because you people are not signing up for the current newsletter. Just head over to thecurrentnewsletter.com. Sign up. You're going to love it. And just a quick reminder to rate, review, and follow. You know, somebody actually put – I don't know if you saw this in the reviews. Somebody actually put, like, the emoji for a plug in the subject and said, look, I'm plugging you. I thought that was really kind of cute. All right, stay right where you are. We're going to tell you what's hot, what's going on on the Internet that you need to know about. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. And, of course, Matt is our dedicated Internet scout. And he's here to always tell us about what's going on on the Internet. So when you're talking to your family members and friends and those people in your family that are under the age of 25, is that you can say, yes, I am fully aware of that. So, Matt, what's going on? Hey, all right. So I'm going to start with something that's near and dear to my own heart. Um, and we're going to start with talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, the game that started in the 70s is just a small tabletop game. During COVID, it blew up. Um, this is mostly due to the fact that this game doesn't require any pieces. It doesn't require any um, boards or any other aspects. All you need is your imagination and people with you. So this was able to be done virtually, which during the lockdowns allowed people to continue to play these games together. So the company that owns uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which is called Wizards of the Coast, actually had one of their most profitable years of all time in 2020 due to people buying uh, books or expansions or that kind of stuff. Um, and not only has D&D &D and Dungeons and Dragons kind of taken off during COVID, but there's a show that's on Twitch, um, and what Twitch is is basically a way for gamers to stream themselves playing video games, but there is a group that plays Dungeons & Dragons on Twitch, and with there was a leak a few months ago that showed that this uh, Twitch stream, which is called Critical Role, was one of the most profitable Twitch streams of all time, and within the last wow. two years, they made two or nine million dollars just from okay. twitch itself see, okay see that is just amazing to me that you can make money sitting there playing video games and people yeah. will pay to watch you and like donate and give extra things so that this way they can actually get closer to you somehow via twitch nine right. million dollars wow yes. that's amazing yeah, and this channel is awesome too. They're they're professional voice actors, so it's actually a really high quality production. I think we we can all think about like, you know, a crappy YouTube video of some guy at his computer playing games, and it's just like, well, but this one is actually really really nice. It's really fun to watch. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. All right, what do you have for number two? So number two, we're going to talk about the Earth. So every year, tens of billions of pounds of trash are dumped into the oceans. And this has created, you know, fish getting, swallowing pieces of plastic and all this kind of stuff. Well, YouTube decided that they would all get together. So some huge YouTube creators, some social media stars are all getting together to start an initiative and they're calling it Team C. Now their goal, and they just started this a couple weeks ago, their goal was to uh, make $30 million by the end of the year to get 30 million pounds of trash out of the ocean. They'll be doing That's this by great. using... It's fantastic. 
They'll be yeah, doing this by using clean. large robotic trash collectors in at the mouths of rivers and in the ocean that basically use large buoys that lead trash into the mouth of this big collector that then goes up conveyor belts and is compacted into large trash bins, which is then shipped off and disposed of in a safer way. So they're trying to do this by the end of the year, and it's TeamSeas.com um, if you're interested or trying to, to help out on this initiative. You know, I'll tell you, Barry asked me to sink his phone once, and I threw it into the ocean. Whoa. <laughs> is it still sinking? Yes, still yeah. sinking. Still it's got sinking. that little spinny icon. Yeah, yeah, forever <laughs> and just ever. For, and ever. And ever, ever. <laughs> All right. So, and now, what is this technology and archaeology? What's going on with that? Yeah. So, when you think of archaeology, you probably think of either Indiana Jones or you think of some person in the middle of the desert with a brush and a little shovel shoveling away trying to find little artifacts, right? Well, recently, they've started to use more technological means to, to find things that are, are hidden. So specifically in largely forested areas, they're using LIDAR to see through the canopy of trees and find hidden um, locations where they then can go search out and dig and find things that would have never been found because they were hidden in a canopy. So, for example, in Central America, they were able to use this LIDAR to find hidden civilizations that they would have never found before because the forest down there are so, so thick and so hard to get through that the only way that they were ever going to be able to find these buildings was with this LIDAR. You know, next week, I want you to tell us what's going on. This is what I, when I saw this on your list next week, mm -hmm. Matt, and I think everybody would really enjoy this is that if you ever look at the daily mail and you look at the science section and I know, yes, I go to the daily mail. I'm sorry. It's almost like going as bad to the sun, right? Allie. I mean, some of the <laughs> headlines are, God. So, but if you go to the science section for the Daily Mail, I don't know what's going on with their editorial board, but it's like every other day they are like saying, here's a man who is 500,000 years old and this is what he looked like. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, this is a new castle in Scotland that was unearthed when somebody was trying to dig a garden. I mean, it's really amazing stuff on what oh, they're yeah. able to recreate. And so if, if you haven't taken yeah if you haven't taken a look at that it really is pretty spectacular about how technology oh, is recreating. And then you know I don't know it's like you if I don't know if I'm like you and you guys look at this but it's like you see this person and they kind of look like us and I think to myself <laughs> I mean like they were walking the earth in 1325. Wow. Yeah. Incredible stuff. You know gives you perspective. Oh, wow, they were mm -hmm. sacrificed in you some know, ritual. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, you know, an archaeologist is the best husband a woman can have. Do you know why? Because the older she gets, the more interested he is in her. <laughs> hey, Allie, what's trending over at Commando.com? All right, our biggest story of the week so far, true or false, charging an electric vehicle is cheaper than paying for gas. I am not going to give away the answer. You have to go to Commando.com and read oh, to find out. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Sorry. Clickbait. Well, you know, it's a good one. If you get this wrong number text, delete it right away. This is another one I think everybody needs to read. If you, uh, this is a new text scam. It is fooling people out of a lot of money and you don't want to fall for it. Um, we'll tell you if you use a Roku, you might be losing a lot of channels soon. We'll tell you what those channels are. And maybe you might want to think about trying something else for your streaming. 
And then we've got apps that you need to delete off your phone to keep it fast and secure and working great and just get the junk out of there because you don't need it anymore. And just a quick reminder that if you're ghosting us on social media, what exactly are you doing? Why are you doing that? You want to make sure that you follow us over at Instagram.com slash Kim Commando. And that would be Facebook.com slash guess what it is. Kim Commando and Instagram.com slash come on Matt can you figure it out come on (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's right that's right Kim Commando so don't ghost us hey stay right where you are because coming up uh, Ben's going to be giving out some Ben heads on a charging stand gosh we got to get this guy out of the battery world someday it plugs in Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. And this is part of the podcast where we like to go to Ben, our trusty news director and tech guy of the week, where he likes to review some really cool products. Now, this week you have what? A MagSafe charging stand? Oh my gosh, this is really going to bring them in, Ben. I love this thing. I mean, okay, I know you have the new iPhone too. Do you use any of the MagSafe accessories, wallets or... Yes, I do. I have a, a little MagSafe charging thing, and then I also have a MagSafe battery pack that goes on the back. But I'll tell you, the Anchor battery pack, MagSafe, it doesn't always work. I got news for you. Okay. But well, the charging <laughs> does. Well, when the iPhone 12 was announced a year ago, one of the first things they announced was this like Belkin officially licensed MagSafe stand. It's got this cool little floating dock, metal, and then you can... Uh, Put your AirPods, just lay it on the Air, like AirPods Pro or the wireless ones at the bottom just to wirelessly charge. And you thought this was going to be like this whole introduction of all this like official MagSafe stuff, like really cool. And you've had the wallets and all this stuff, but as far as stands like this, not much. And so months ago, I got to test out this Belkin Boost Charge Pro MagSafe 2-in-1 wireless charging stand. Yes. That's the official name. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what it sounds like? Do you remember that that Christmas movie? Where it was like, I wanted the ruby red BB gun or whatever the that thing was. It was like, like the writer. That was, yeah. yes. You'll shoot exactly. your eye out, kid. <laughs> so, what's the name of this again, Ben? Say it one more time. The Belkin Boost Charge Pro MagSafe 2 in 1 Wireless Charging Stand. Ooh. Kim, do you think we okay. should call them with some marketing advice? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, this nobody's ever going to remember the name of yeah. it. I'm just telling you right I, now. I don't think so. It's actually a very nice stand. So they sent me this one to test. Um, you know, like I said, you, you just connect your iPhone, you put your AirPods on. Um, comes in white or black, really nice. I had to send that back when I was done, but I ended up buying the one that actually has the extra arm for your Apple Watch. And oh, you liked it so oh, much, you yeah. bought it. This was and seriously, wow. a year later, and because you haven't had just all this other really cool MagSafe, it is still the favorite. You know, my favorite thing I've had for my iPhone 12 and now my 13, because it charges at full speed. It's it's on my nightstand. It's just whoa. You know what? This is really I don't know what to say, Ben, because <laughs> I'm looking at my plans for the weekend. <laughs> And I'm thinking about you with your 200 labels and the MagSafe yes. charger. I mean, I'm really feeling like I'm missing out. I know. Really, totally. It can't get much more exciting. I know. I, yeah, no. I, I get it. It's. Although I will say the idea of just being able to charge all of your daily stuff in one little place, that's really handy, right? So you don't have to find all your cords and, you know, my yes. 
phone's in the kitchen, my watch is in the bedroom, my yeah. headphones are this yes. place. That's my philosophy. Cool. Everything has a place. And this is great. And <laughs> even though the one that doesn't have the watch arm, the watch charging arm is a hundred bucks. And the one that does Ooh. is 150. Like I said, you're still, it's an iPhone that you paid hundreds or north of a thousand dollars for. And this is like the premium charger to get. So even with that price, this might be the only thing that I've given five to. Five out of five. Oh, five Ben heads. That is amazing. Yeah. We have links to it over at commando.com because, of course, nobody would ever remember the name <laughs> of it. But this is really spectacular. This is the first time in the history of mankind that we've gotten five <laughs> Ben heads out True of fact. five. That is, that is amazing. And so, again, if you want to check it out, head over to commando.com. And, you know, I, I just want to share this story before we leave with everyone. A helicopter was flying above Seattle when an electrical malfunction disabled all of the aircraft, so electronic navigation, all of the communications equipment. And there was, like, clouds and haze, and the pilot couldn't determine exactly where she was or how she could fly to the airport. But she saw this really tall building. She flew toward it. She circled, and she drew a note, and she held it in the helicopter's window. And the sign said, where am I, in really large letters. Well, everybody in the tall building started to respond to the aircraft. They drew a large sign. They held it to the window at the building, and their sign read, you are in a helicopter. Well, the helicopter pilot smiled. She waved. She looked at her map. Then she determined her course back to the SeaTac airport, and she landed safely. After they were on the ground, the co-pilot asked the pilot, you know, how the you're in a helicopter sign helped her determine their exact position. The pilot responded, I knew that it had to be a Microsoft building because, like their tech support, online help, and their product documentation, the response they gave me was technically correct, but it was completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ali, Ben, and Matt, thanks for joining us here for Tech Refresh. And thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder that you want to rate, review, subscribe, and follow the podcast. And, yeah, I'd be remiss without telling you to sign up for The Current Newsletter. That's right. Head over to thecurrentnewsletter.com. You're going to love it. Just trust me. And I'm Kim Commando, and thanks for listening, and be sure to share us with all your family members and friends.